Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley, your host. Thanks so much for joining our pod. Today, we've got a great guest that's going to teach us a lot about how the stock market is working in these troubling times. He's Doug Adler. He is the Senior Vice President of Investment at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James and Associates. He strives to help his clients with the best possible experience through the financial planning process. He has more than 25 years of experience, and we're glad to talk with Doug. Doug, how are you? Tony, fantastic. How about you? I'm doing well. Long time no talk to. We have been talking with Doug for years and years and years on my radio show. And I think more than anyone, he was able to not only explain to me, but our audience on how the stock market works, how the markets work, especially in good and troubling times. And we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, today. Doug, first of all, tell me, what is the state of Wall Street and the stock markets with the ongoing war in Ukraine? Good question, Tony. Definitely spooked. One of the things that I think sometimes investors miss is that Wall Street in general or the stock market is really most interested in the known versus the unknown, right? And so obviously with Mr. Putin up to no good, we don't know what the unknown is. You know, what's the next step kind of thing. So markets react generally to the downside when they're spooked, and that's exactly what's happened. But I will tell you, there's a silver lining in all of this, and there's multiple. Maybe we'll expand on some of this. But just briefly to say, there has been a significant amount of damage at the individual company level. So a lot of us will look at what's the NASDAQ today or the S&P 500, Dow Jones average. But underneath the surface, all those indices are made up of individual stocks. And I could just rattle off a list of brand name companies that you know, Home Depot, Amazon, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. And these stocks are down 20, 30, 50% off of their 12-month high. So there's been a lot of decay in stock prices. And so that may imply that we're getting closer to the end of this than the beginning. Through a lot of our conversations, Doug, you've been so great at explaining to me and our audience that the market, that investing is about patience in the long term. In regards to this, what do you see in the short term? So the short term, I think we're in a position where we're getting close to a tradable bottom. But I think it's also fair to say that we really don't know. Here's the thing, Tony. We go back to January 1, I think most of us would have said, hey, the economy is strong and it's still strong. Maybe not as robust as it was. Some of the data points are contracting a little bit, but nonetheless, positive. And then part and parcel to a strong economy is corporate profit growth. And at the end of the day, you can take Ukraine news or the Federal Reserve talking about raising interest rates or gas prices going up, you know, all these things that make us say, oh, geez, things are a little bit wrong. But at the end of the day, as the economy expands, corporate profits expand, and that's how stocks derive their value. People pay based on some level of uh, some multiple to the corporate earnings. And so if the economy is going up the mountain, profits are going up the mountain. It's really difficult. If you look at this from an empirical standpoint, this bears out. It's really difficult for stocks to get into any serious trouble. Anything's possible, of course, but generally speaking, you're going to have a pretty good trend and stocks go up three out of four years. So as an investor, there's no guarantees in the stock market. We all know that. So what does that really mean? Well, investing is a probability business. So what makes sense to do, in my view, is 
pay attention to the information that you know and just kind of put it on a scale, right? What are the pros? What are the cons? And that scale is going to tilt one way or the other to the positive side or the negative side. So your go way skewed to the positive side, right? I mean, I think I would have looked at things March of 2021 and said, Tony, 95% chance it's going to be a great year. We're coming out of a deep recession. Vaccines are being moved out. Interest rates are low. Consumer is flush with cash. Great backdrop. Well, that played out. We had a fantastic year in the stock market last year. Now, fast forward to today, some of those things are still true. Some of those things, not so much. The Federal Reserve almost guaranteed is going to raise rates here in March. So interest rate policy is shifting, makes money a little bit tighter. But on the other side, the consumer is still in a fantastic position. Lots of demand, flush with cash or something like four and a half trillion dollars just sitting in the bank, waiting to either be spent or invested. So there's a lot underneath the surface that's still good. And that's kind of the thing. The scale is not 95 to 5 like it was a year ago. Maybe it's 75, 25. Not as good, but still good. And that's kind of where we sit right now. So when we come back from our break, we're going to talk a little bit about the long term. We're talking with Doug Adler, who is the Senior Vice President of Investments at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James and Associates. I'm Tony Conley. This is Media Business, and you're listening to the Michigan Business Network. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly, your host. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Doug Adler, who is the Senior Vice President of Investments at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James and Associates. And we've been talking with Doug about the long-term implications of the market in dealing with the ongoing war with Ukraine. I know it's hard to foresee what's going to happen in the long term, Doug, but what are you telling your customers? What are you seeing in regards to the long term? It's a good question, Tony. So from the long term, I think it's pretty simple. Stocks are going higher. And the reason I say that, it's pretty simple, is as the global population grows, and this is just an example of we can get into the minutia and get very granular about this, that, and the next thing with the stock market. But the premise is pretty simple. As the population grows, there's more consumers across the planet. So companies have more people to sell to. And the more stuff you sell, the more money, if you run a good business, the more money you make. And the byproduct of that is stocks go up. So historically, that equates to about three out of four years, the stock market goes up. I remember back when we were in the banking crisis in 08 and 09, people were scared understandably. The stock market was literally cut in half from a valuation standpoint. When opened up their mail and saw their statement, 
that gets your attention. And that started in September of 08 and ended in March of 09. So 50% in seven months. I mean, that's a fair amount of emotional distress from a financial standpoint. But when you look farther down the road, it comes back to the reality of this. Profits grow over time and so stocks grow over time. And the reason I referenced 08 and 09 is I was telling people at that time, hey, the market is going to be 30,000. And that seemed like forever away because that was about 20,000 points away on the Dow at the time. But that wasn't any big leap of faith. That was about a 10% compounded return. Market does about 9% on average since 1925. So totally reasonable. And we were so discounted then because all the bad news had been flushed into the market and stock prices reflected that by dropping by 50%. So it's really not a hard equation to believe in the big picture. It's really as simple as, and I think JP Morgan said this during the depression when he walked onto the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, is I'm betting on America. So if you're a person that, despite the things that you might read about and see and concerns you, if you believe in America, and I think that really means as an investor, if you believe in corporate America, getting out of bed every morning, trying to do it better, more efficiently, gain market share, expand their margin, blah, 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 that equals more profit over time. And if that happens, stocks are going to go up. Doug, I want to ask you about the differences in President Trump and President Biden in regards to their influence on the markets. And if you can, let's go pre-COVID with President Trump and what you think may happen post-COVID with President Biden. Trying to get me in trouble, Tony? Well, I don't want to beat up on either one. I want to learn what the differences are on their influences on the markets, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether it doesn't matter. So it's a good question. Obviously, we're a 50-50 country. So half of us look at President Trump's policy and like those policies. Half of us look at President Biden's and like his. I would say as an investor, and I always say this to clients is, hey, I'm not making a political statement. I'm making a comment based on an investor. I think we can take a look at what's happening with energy prices today, right? The prior administration was definitely pro-energy. This country two years ago, two and a half years ago, was a net exporter of fossil fuels, right? And today we're buying a record amount, 55 million a day from Russia. We're importing crude oil from Russia. So you're talking about Ukraine and Russia That's a pretty big shift, right? And even before the geopolitical event, what did you see happening at the gas station? Prices are going up. Well, as an investor, I look at that maybe two ways. Number one is higher gas prices, energy prices, natural gas, home heating, all this stuff. That's a tax on the consumer because if you're paying more at the gas station, you're not spending more at the department store or on the internet or at a restaurant or et cetera, because it's going into your gas tank. Same thing when you're trying to heat your house. So that's just an area where you would look at it and say, you know, probably from a pro-growth standpoint, lower energy prices are better than higher. And I totally understand and embrace the move ultimately to a more, quote, green economy. But we don't have the infrastructure in place to do it. And I think we might've hit the switch a little too hard. And now we see from a national security standpoint, you can almost start to connect these dots and say, geez, being energy independent from a security standpoint, ask the folks in Europe right now, how it feels to be beholden to 
Russia for your energy supply. So that's just one area. I think regulation is probably another one, just different opinions there. And so, you know, here we are, and the market's trying to figure all that out. It's a good question. We're talking with Doug Adler, who is the Senior Vice President of Investments at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James and Associates. When we come back for our third and final segment, we've just got three questions for Doug. We're going to ask him what he thinks COVID has done to the market, what will happen when the Fed Reserve raises rates, and then how the media has covered this. That's what we're all about. We've been setting that up with all these questions, but we want to ask Doug how he thinks the media has covered the markets uh, during COVID. You're listening to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly, and this is the Michigan Business Network. Hi, George Blaha here, and let's talk business. Business meetings, that is. There are two types, everyday meetings and moving your business forward meetings. If you're thinking forward, think treetops. Whether it's a high-level meeting, employee training, or deepening client relationships, Treetops is your place to do business. They have many meeting spaces, great food, and the comfort of their newly renovated rooms. So if you're looking for a place to move your business forward, call Treetops at 888-TREETOPS or visit treetops.com. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm your host, Tony Conley. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Doug Adler, who is the Senior Vice President of Investments at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James and Associates. And Doug, I want to ask you, what has COVID done to the market? Good, bad, and different? A good question, Tony. It's done a lot, right? Initially, we went into a bear market. This is in March of 2020, where it was just a total cascade. But then the government response, which was to pass legislation and inject a lot of capital, right? A lot of folks got checks in the mail. Businesses were, we'll say, saved. I think that's not an overstatement. They were saved through government programs. Interest rates dropped, and we saw the result of that, which was a very robust, that point to where we sit today, a very robust recovery, not only in the stock market, but more importantly, I think the economy. Now we have an unemployment rate at 4%. We're all reading about 11 million jobs available and nobody's taken those, which by the way, I think that's starting to fix itself. People are coming back to the workplace. And I think in the bigger picture, COVID has shown companies that there is an opportunity to reduce their costs. And how do you do that? Well, you reduce your number of bodies inside your real estate footprint. So that gives companies on a go forward basis. And I think these are some of the unknowns that as an investor, they're very positive because they're accretive. It's going to cost companies less to business. Just take the banks as an example. There's a certain constituency in this country that still goes into the bank to make a deposit, to get a withdrawal. They write checks every month, this kind of thing. But COVID forced that to change. So if you think about it, if you're a big bank, you have tellers inside the bank Someone comes in, does business, there's a certain cost associated with that. The real estate cost, the employment cost, blah, blah, blah. Now, instead of Tony going into the bank to deposit his check, what does he do? He takes a picture on his smartphone, he zips it in, boom, it's automatic. Nobody touches it. 
what does that cost relative to the human interaction? Mm-hmm. That may be bad for jobs at that level, but from an investment standpoint, that's called margin expansion. And that's happening all over the place. And I don't think we really know yet what the magnitude of that's going to be. Google has told their employees, hey, you used to be in Silicon Valley. We paid you X. Now you've moved to Boise, Idaho, because you could. We were remote for two years. We're not going to pay you 100000 Now we're going to pay you 65000 because the cost of living is different. Mm-hmm. Well, if that person stays in Boise, that's 35000 to the bottom line to Google. And that's mm-hmm. going to happen time and time and time again. I want to ask you about the Federal Reserve. They're due to make the first of supposedly uh, many rate increases uh, this year. Why are they raising the rates now? And is that a good thing for us, for investors, for people who are going to buy a home? I'll take the latter part of that first. It's bad if you're buying a home. Mortgage rates have moved from 3 to 4%. And I think this is important to note because you may hear that and say, well, wait a minute, the Federal Reserve hasn't actually raised rates yet. That's true. But the bond market trades just like the stock market. There's people buying and selling every day. So interest rates have already moved up in the real world on anticipation of the change that you're referencing with Federal Reserve policy, meaning interest rates are going to be raised by the Fed, and that's going to happen this month, March. So the bond market has already done that. So it's a negative for a new buyer Benefit may be that it's going to cool, it should cool prices as we move forward because people buy payment in this country. They don't really worry about price so much. Payments are going to go up because interest rate expense is going to go up. As it relates to the stock market, I think it's fine initially. Concern in the back of an investor's head is probably this. This is what's in the back of Doug's head, at least, is if you look at historically, when the Fed embarks on a rate schedule where they're starting to raise interest rates, they're trying to really hit the sweet spot, meaning they want to raise rates enough, knock inflation back and cool the economy. And we obviously have an inflation problem in the country right now. And the economy is a bit too hot because there's just so much money chasing a limited amount of goods because of the supply chain and every disruption and all that. So they're going to try to cool things off, but not so much that the economy tips over to recession. But if you look historically, the track record, not predicting a recession, but the Fed's track record of threading that needle is not particularly good. They tend to go too far and then we tip over. So that'd be the concern. But I think that's not something you worry about in the first or even the second half of 2022. This is a 2023 thing. And final question for you, Doug, in regards to the market, to Wall Street, How do you think the media does? How do I do? How do we do in the media in regards to covering the economy and covering Wall Street and covering the markets? Yeah, Tony, I think you do a great job. You're well-informed. You're balanced in the presentation. I think other outlets are sensationalizing the news. At the end of the day, I guess, at certain networks, the goal is to get people to either tune in on the radio, on a podcast, or flip the TV channel on and fear sells, right? So when the market gets scary, like it's been really this year so far, it's been pretty volatile. The moves are swift. I mean, today we're up 500 points. Yesterday we were down 500. Well, that's a thousand point swing. That's not exactly normal and that's not really comforting for an investor. So that is a headline that grabs people's attention. And I do think the negative gets embellished because think about it. If you just trust your, I always tell folks, just trust your eyes. 
right? When you're driving around, traffic's robust. You try to get a reservation at a restaurant, very hard to get. You get on an airplane, it's packed. Same thing at a hotel, try to book a place on, um, you know, travel vacation at a rental home. It's very hard to do. And the reason for that is demand is robust. Well, if we're trusting our eyes as it relates to the economy, it's telling us that things are good, regardless of what a negative headline may be from the media. We have been talking with Doug Adler, who is the Senior Vice President of Investments at Adler Wealth Management of Raymond James. I appreciate you, Doug, so much. Your knowledge into the markets and Wall Street is just second to none. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. Tony, my pleasure. Thank you for the time today. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly, and this is the Michigan Business Network.